again, like what kind of your foundation does? Um, so our foundation is called the Om Shanti Foundation. Mm. And what we do is that we, we try to help um, impoverished families. Um, right now in the northern villages of Sri Lanka, we try to help them create self-sustaining lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of them have been affected by the civil war that was there. Um, so they've, a lot of them are like single uh, parent households, so the income is very low. Um, that means the mothers are kind of left to work, leaving their children almost alone mm-hmm. at home at times. So what we try to do is we try to create like a, like a self-sustaining micro-businesses within their own homes so they can have a, an additional form of income, therefore have more time to with the children. And, yeah. mm. and uh, how do you help them out to get more additional Yeah, um, so what we do is through the funds that we raise, um, we don't just give these families money, mm-hmm. we give them resources. Um, so, so far we've given over like 300 chickens. So what we do, mm-hmm. we give families a few chickens and the idea is for them to sell the eggs, breed them a bit, maybe sell some chickens. Um, and through that they can earn maybe like $60 profit a month. So that's pretty good in their communities. We also provide them with cows. So similar with the chicken eggs, they sell the milk, which is also highly valued because these people live in the villages um, so that's like the essentials, you know, they need this stuff. So it's a, it's a valued resource, like it might not look big here. Um, and another thing we do is we also help them with um, like farming practices, like coconuts and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So we give them the irrigation facilities, the coconut seeds for them to actually plant the trees and then to sell them when they grow mm. and stuff like so, that. So not only do you provide the capital for them to start a business, mm. but you also provide like mentorship and, and guidance? Yes, we, mm. we do mentorship. Um, so we have a lady that helps us who is a community leader within the area. She's a widow herself, mm-hmm. but she's kind of broken out of it. She's very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so she mentors them on how to get the business kind of up and running, what's the best plan of action. But most importantly, she helps them um, kind of believe in themselves, give them a bit of um, empowerment. Because a lot of them are like, oh, I don't know what to do. So she's just there to make sure that they have the, the potential to do it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have you kind of learned throughout the process of pitching in front of, what, like 100 people last Friday? Yeah. Oh, you've done it twice now. But yeah. I guess from your pitching experience, mm-hmm. what kind of, what have you learned? What would you do better next time? Yeah. Well, from the pitching experience, I think that I learned, especially for a startup, the best thing to do is literally just to get the name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I first did that rapid fire launch, mm-hmm. it was like an impulse decision. I didn't know anyone there, you know? Yeah. And I ended up making all these connections, getting asked to come back to the next pitch night, you know? And then when I came back, I ended up winning that one. So I was pretty lucky with that. Mm-hmm. So I think what I learned is to just don't hold back. Like you got to kind of jump into it. Mm-hmm. And like like Brady was saying, this, it's never the right time to start. You just got to do it. Mm-hmm. See, where, see where it leads you. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in terms of like the next time I do it, um, I, would, I need to have a bit more formalities in place like mm-hmm. like um, business plans and stuff like that because our charity is very informal in the sense that we just raise money and kind of provide it the resources we don't have like a strategy yet for growth because we are still quite new um, so that would be like I guess my plan for the next pitch was is, would be to show investors or customers like how we're thinking of expanding it um, to not only help families mm. but to actually help communities um, and to help actually like break that kind of cycle of poverty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you focus more on like, the more of a strategic point, and it's so like, this is how I'm going to pull it off. So yeah. it's not just a wish you want Exactly, yeah, because last time, it was, I think the reason that I got to people was because I kind of spoke from the heart, they got to their emotions, but mm. 
um, that's really good for the start, but you obviously have to actually yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, because now when you're asking people for money and stuff, yeah. you want to give them confidence, right? Exactly. Is it going into right hands? Yeah. Exactly. Um, just out of curiosity, what made you want to pitch the first time? We're doing that rapid fire thing. Because um, when we were planning about the scenes, yeah. by the way, we were like, we don't know if people are actually going to be up for it. Yeah. But it turns out a lot of people were. Yeah. But what made you personally want to do that? The, the fire, rapid fire mm-hmm. one. <laughs> well, it's, got, it's a bit of a... Long, long story. So I've been. I was reading a book. It was called yeah. Five Second Rule. By, oh, I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, by actually. Mel Robbins, mm. and it basically talks about how a lot of us have intuition, like we want to kind of do things, but then we wait a bit and we're like, oh no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Like like us, like girl, or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but then sh- the book talks about how if you just count down from five seconds and just do it, you'd be surprised at what will happen. And mm. I tried doing it with like waking up in the morning, like going for a run. I just kind of done, and I ended up getting really fit. You know what I mean? Um, with other activities so then on that night when Jack was like who wants to come up I was just like Kuh. I was like I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it but then I was like nah let's do it you know what yeah. I mean I just put my hand up your heart was doing that exactly. thing yeah exactly <laughs> so I put my hand up without even thinking twice mm. and that was the reason why I went up and it did end up leading to a really good thing mm. did you have friends did you have friends that egged you on I had anything? one friend she didn't egg me on but yeah. she was like you should do it and I was like oh, I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's awesome yeah um, what was the other question I was going to ask um, oh, so like, oh, I guess you kind of did cover it. Just like, just start, don't hold back. Um, uh, what would you kind of say, like, to yourself, uh, before this whole pitching thing happened, before Blue, mm. to maybe accelerate the process or maybe mm. overcome hurdles that yeah. you've struggled with? But, yeah. So how, what would you say to yourself, like, um, to the old guy? I think, I think, yeah, the younger, even though it's only like a year ago, mm. um, but I was kind of, I was very much afraid to, I guess, talk to new people, mm. especially people with expertise and skill. Mm. Um, and I used to think that I could always do everything by myself. Um, but yeah, I would tell myself that um, you, you can't do it by yourself, like you need to find people who are proficient in specific areas, you know what I mean? So I would tell myself to um, seek help, especially use my dad, because he's got so many contacts, you know what I mean? Um, and if Bloom wasn't a thing, I'd still talk to my other friends. I'd be like, oh, do you know anyone who's good at websites and stuff like that? And I have found like, a few of my friends like, oh, I can come and take videos for you next time we go and stuff like that as well. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help and seek help. Like, like mm. actually look for it, like actively search mm. for people interested. Um, yeah. Good question, man. Um, last one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, do you have like a page people can oh okay at. yeah so yep. so website's gonna be launching really soon mm-hmm. um do you want me to give the address to it or something yeah yeah and i'll, I'll mention that it's yeah it's just soon. it's just www.omshantifoundation.com.au how do you spell shanti s-h a-n-t-i a-n-t-i a-n-n yeah oh a-n-t-i n-t-i yeah that's right yeah yeah omshanti foundation foundation.com.au yeah um like the website's not 100 looking but like i think we just want to get it out there first i just get it out um yep haven't really started Instagram yet, mm-hmm. but if they want to email me, they can. I can put the email there. Sure. Well. So it's um, info. Oh. Yep. I N F O. Mm-hmm. At omshantifoundation.com.au. Sure. Yep. Um, that's about it. We're we're thinking of having a um, like a like a charity kind of cocktail or ball in September. Um. So if they like, I guess, are interested, just to stay tuned. Kind mm. of. You know. Yep. Oh. Um. Now I lied. That wasn't the last question. Okay. <laughs> uh, this should have been the first question. The yeah. second question. Um, what's kind of the impact that you've seen happening over the, like your foundation? That's what we've done. Yeah. Um, Some of them made you like, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
I guess the initial reason we did want to do it is because of. So I'm gonna answer it a long, long way. Right. That's that's good. That's so yeah. Sri Lanka has got a north side and a south side. Mm. Um, one country still, but the south is doing significantly better. Um, that's kind of the way I've been long all the times. The mm. south, that's the city, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously poverty is there, but I didn't kind of think of it in this way. I was like, oh, it's not as bad as you think. You know, there's people are still working. There's work jobs. But then when we went to the north, it was like a completely different world. You know, like there's people literally living in villages, like in shacks like no running water no toilets you know what I mean and then you, when you see that you're like it's just like how is this possible in one country you know what I mean there's such a division and this is because of the war so that's why we chose that northern area um, so in terms of like our impact and stuff um, a few of the families that we're helping mm. um, so like our idea our main idea was kind of to only um, help those people who we think would make the most of the resources, so entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Um, so one of the ladies that we helped, um, we gave her 50 chickens, 23 of them were roosters or something like that, and she knew that the roosters were worth more money, so she sold them, got even more money to buy chickens, right? And then she started breeding them, and then she started selling the eggs, um, and then from the egg money she started buying like bananas, coconuts, so she built a whole farm up, right? And now she's making like way more money than she ever did. So that's kind of like one of the impacts that we can see how just by giving a small resource and, and like a, a little bit of mentoring, how much you can actually impact them. Like it's like an investment, you know? Mm -hmm. Like another lady with the money from milking the cows, she created her own, like she bought land and created her own farm and actually make more money from that as well. So that was like our idea is to kind of get them to really out of the poverty. Like we don't want them to be poor anymore, you know what I mean? And through that, it can kind of inspire those around them. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, a lot of them, there's a lot of psychological disempowerment in that in that area because they're like, oh, my husband's dead in the war. No one's helping us. The government stole our money. Because they, they did. You know, the government was very corrupt in terms of housing and stuff. They didn't mm -hmm. finish houses and stuff like that. So what, I think when they can see people doing it and there is help, they kind of feel a bit more focused. Yeah. They're like, you know, we can do it. So mm -hmm. that's, that's like an impact so far. It's small. But well, we've definitely helped at least like seven or eight of the ten families we've helped to um, be more than above the poverty line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's long. But no, no, that's actually really <laughs> good, man. Um, that that concludes the formality of the interview. Okay, cool. um, Anything else you sure? Well, there's other stuff, 